good luck with the Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. <laughs> Hello. Very, Welcome. We're very proper now. And this is all about happy things today. We just feel like it's time to focus on some positives. I mean, we're always pretty positive, but we're going to fill our fill your ears with some happy things on this episode. Yes. I mean, for the most part. For sometimes, the most part. Sometimes I get mad at things. But we have a good email to start with from Margaret. And she says, gratitude and good news from LA. Greetings, Joy and Claire. First off, let me just send a big old bucket of thanks. I discovered Girls Gone Wad a week before the quarantine and have since listened and laughed along to all the episodes from start to the current Joy and Claire episodes. What a hoot. What a hoot. I love when people say what a hoot. That's a hoot. (laughs) It's been such a wild, beautiful ride to listen to your courage, compassion, and friendship. By the way, I I can tell already she's like a really good writer because her her grammar and her uh, punctuation punctuation is perfect. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you both have been a beacon of light and laughter in this wild time. Thank you so much. I wish I had more to offer than just my gratitude. Perhaps I could bring you some good news. I currently live in Los Angeles where I work as a script coordinator. By the way, that just sounds like a really cool As job. soon as you started reading this, I was like, oh, this is why Joy wanted this. It's like a glimpse inside someone's LA life. Okay, <laughs> go on. Totally- can she please just write us every day about what's going on? Just can you dear just, diary, you know aka Joy. And can someone in Los Angeles or in the like Los Angeles, Santa Monica, I don't care, Malibu, wherever you are, if we have any listeners in Malibu, please tell me if Jennifer Aniston's sightings happen. But I would like you to just for me, can you just put a live streaming camera of Los Angeles in your backyard and just so I can kind of pop in? Okay, Uh, she currently lives in Los Angeles where she works as a script coordinator. Okay, back to her email. In light of when you were just talking, I have my brain filled in, even though you'd already said script coordinator, my brain for a split second filled in stripper. Ah, okay. And I was like, oh, wow. That's life. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so like, different. We are so butchering. Different. We are totally like so much commentary for this email. Okay. Yeah. Sorry here it goes. for that. But at the same time, if you're a stripper in Los Angeles, I'm also really curious in your yes. story. Okay. So here we go with her email. <laughs> in light of y'all's love of the city, perhaps I could pass along some local good news. Here we go. As of earlier this week, Creation Juicery, Creation with a K, everybody. our favorite. Creation with a K is our favorite place, is back open for pickup. It'll be here to cater to all your beverage whims whenever you're ready, Joy. Oh my gosh. I just... I just had a moment where I'm like, I would pay $200 for juice right now. Not just $100. Not even $50 because that's usually our... our Not the our standard Not the casual standard buy for $2 for of $50 for a juice <gasps> breakfast. I don't think you can get sick if you go to creation. Oh, sorry. I'm not going to put that myth out there. But I mean, it's it probably pumps you with so many nutrients that... So many nutrients. That, that, ...that drink creation daily are, are very, very healthy. Okay. Mixed news. At the beginning of the quarantine, Nancy Silverton, in all of her brilliance and generosity, set up a charity to support furloughed restaurant workers. But then she tested positive for COVID-19. The good news is she self-quarantined and recovered without any symptoms throughout the entire experience. Woo! What's better, her partner, Michael Krikorian, documented the whole self-quarantine thing in hilarious witty detail on his blog. If you're looking for an entertaining read, you can read all about it here. It's KrikorianWrites.com forward slash blog. K-R-I-K-O-R-I-A-N writes.com forward slash 
blog. In April, Los Angeles was supposed to have a pop-up restaurant called Fetch, which would have a menu. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. COVID sucks. (laughs) Which would have a menu inspired by none other than Mean Girls. How did we not know about that? I heard about it, actually. A couple of people tagged us in it. While the pop-up was unfortunately canceled, you can still view the menu. And should you have a creative whim, can recreate the menu however you so please. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. You can check out the menu when you click buy tickets because you don't have to buy tickets to see the menu. And it's fetchpopup.com. And that's a start for today. I hope it offers something in your totally cool worlds. No matter what, thank you so, so much for sharing your friendship and bringing laughter and hope in this topsy-turvy time. I hope our paths cross one day. And till then, send boats of gratitude your way with heart and hope, Margaret. Oh, oh my Margaret. gosh, that was a great email. It was a great email. And I, Margaret, can we just hear from you weekly? Can I you know. just give just us like weekly updates in weekly. this amazing grammar and punctuation of emails? She even did bullet points. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then like bullet points. You are a girl after Joy's own heart. God, I just love it. Easy to read. You're just (laughs) great. So thank you for that. And uh, Nancy Silverton, for those of you who forgot, is the, well, Claire's Love started on Top, no, not Top Chef. Oh my God, Joy. Chef's Table. Chef's Table. And then you're really into the world of bread. Yes. She's a bread genius. She too is very into the world of bread. And then we went to her restaurant when we were in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles and it was delicious. And it was, you know what, you know what I've been thinking about? I wonder what's going on with that amazing waiter. I think about him. that He doesn't, I mean, I hope he has like a side gig or something, but I was thinking about him. Like, how's he doing? I hope he's okay. I hope he's making money somehow because I mean I know there's a ton of employees in that restaurant but just because right he, he was, was our waiter he was our guy I always think about him like yeah. I wonder how he's doing and hope he's doing well okay so earlier this weekend Brandon and I went had like a little date night our au pair um I took the day off from work on Friday so I've been taking a lot of days off because as part of our, isn't your job saying do it now before we because when, when we start back up things are going to get really busy. right that's exactly yeah. why is because mm-hmm. like we're ha- we had to shift all of our events obviously into the second right. part of 2020 and so our leadership is basically telling us like hey you might not have like your PTO might not get approved in the fall because right. we don't know we need you we need yeah, you that's we're exactly need how you. healthcare is right now yeah they're like they're so worried they're actually putting a moratorium on us approving PTO right now because they're so afraid of when we start opening back up, then all the employees are going to be like, peace, because we haven't been able to go anywhere. Totally. So they're really afraid of all the employees leaving and then there's no people to take care of patients, which is understandable. Right. And they're like, we like appreciate the irony of basically telling you to take all your PTO during a time when you can't do anything. Right. uh, But, you know, you need to. So we... I've been taking at least a half day off every week and usually at least one full day. And it's, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. It makes it hard to get all my work done because I still have like, if anything, we're busier than ever right now, just like trying to figure out how to make things happen. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the point of the story is not that. The point of the story is that I took Friday off. And so our au pair had the day off on Friday. And so we asked her on Friday night instead to watch the kids so we could have like a date night. So we went on a hike in Boulder and it was amazing. And like nobody was there, which I was so shocked by. And we went to that same trailhead in South Boulder that we did that one time. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was, was fun. so yeah. cute. And it was like so green. And Boulder has like two weeks out of the whole year where everything is green and lush. Mm-hmm. And this is the, these are those two weeks. And it was very lovely. Prime time. And then we went to, uh, my brother works at the restaurant Mateo in downtown Boulder. And 
we decided, okay, we're going to get takeout. And it's like a pretty nice restaurant. And we were excited we were going to get takeout from there. And we got there and my brother came out and he was like, hey, you guys can come eat on the patio if you want. Because like the owner's family is back there. And, you know, we like you're you're my sister and, you know, we right. it, it's outdoors. It's the tables are far apart. You know, you're, I'm the only one who's going to be like interacting with you. I'll have my mask on. And it was like, okay. So we, and they had music playing and they had. Oh, that um, must feel so good. Oh, my gosh. And they had like the whatever they were cooking that night, they were doing on their big like wood stove that's outside. So like people were bustling in and out and it just felt so normal. And like, mm-hmm. to be clear, there was one other table. Right, they were right. across we're not stupid here. We're the not plaza. Just jumping uh, yeah, into we a crowd of exactly. People. We were not in a crowd of people. We were really only exposed to like my brother, whom I already have, you know, like had been interactions around. with, been around. He had a mask on. You know, we would like kind of pull our masks up over our faces. And so in that sense, it was weird, but it was, and, but like he came over and like brought us wine and like would refill our water glasses and like, and it just felt like, Oh my gosh. It felt super weird for like two minutes and then immediately was like, this is what life was like. Like, this, this is, is so normal. Like, yeah. And so Brandon and I were talking about like, well, that was like the first time obviously in months that either one of us has had that experience. And it was just unbelievable how relaxing it was. Mm-hmm. And Brandon was like, yeah, I don't even remember the last time that we went out to dinner. He was like, I might've been like Valentine's day. And he was like, was that our la- the last time you went out to dinner? And I was like, well, first of all, no, because I went, I had, I went to like Expo West and had traveled right the week of lockdown. And right. I was like, and second of all, no, I went to Austria Moza and he was like, like looked at me. He's like, what? I was like that really fancy restaurant in LA that Joy and I went to. And he was like, you've had that experience to draw from this whole time. <laughs> I was like, yes, I have continued to live I off of held on to that. Yes. And it has been more than enough to hold on to. It wasn't oh, like, oh, the last time sure. I went out to dinner, it was to Subway. It's like I had a once-in-a-lifetime dining experience, and I have been able <laughs> to hold that near and dear to my heart. I think of that experience <laughs> almost daily when I'm yeah. like having a really bad day. I'm like, oh, but I had that be- – like it's going to – it's, it's going like, to be – there's going to be yeah. a day when that happens again. It reminds me of <laughs> the day before Evie was born when I slept for 14 hours the night oh, before. And like yes. my mom had taken miles and my body, you know, just knew what it was about to happen. And so I literally slept. I have not. And I, I drew from that for like a year and a half, which up to now, I basically, I would like be so exhausted and I'd be like, yeah, but remember that time on February 9th when I got 14 hours of sleep? <laughs> the great night of 14 hours. Right. That this is what that feels like. Oh, I'm like, remember I know, that time? I know it's so so great to think about that because I'm like, any time I feel this is going to go on forever. Yeah, that night fuels me. <laughs> the food, the atmosphere, totally. I saw a- Patton Oswald like the whole night was so perfect. The Airbnb we stayed at, the dogs. We were was- in Los Angeles. It was so perfect. But yeah, I mean. I was out yesterday and the weather in Colorado has been pretty nice. And so I was running an errand yesterday to get some pet supplies. And I was driving down a pretty popular, kind of like a cute boutique area of Denver where there's a lot of shops and coffee shops and places to just kind of walk around outside. And people, normally it's a ghost town, but because things are slowly opening, mm-hmm. there were a lot more people walking around 
not enough where it felt like I was worried for them. Right. Not enough where it felt like, what's going on? Yeah. You kind of get the sense of things are going to have to happen at some point, but we certainly don't want to be stupid about it. And our governor is really, really amazing. And so I feel like he's got a good handle on things here in Colorado. At least that's my opinion. But just the the sight of seeing people milling around and just enjoying a really Mm -hmm. nice day and going into a coffee shop, but you could see like people distanced in line or just kind of like walking outside with their friends. There's even the Edgewater Public Market, which I know I've mentioned a few times, where you can go and you can go inside and do takeout, but they also have opened their bar. It's one of those bars where the windows open to the outside. So they kind of have like the garage door thing where you can just open the garage door so it's all air and breezy. Right. And so you can go and order from the bar and they have these benches that are outside that are, you know, spread out really far apart. So people will just get drinks inside and you're actually allowed to go sit out on those benches with alcohol. And so I saw a lot of people doing that too with their friends and that just felt, it just felt refreshing to see some type of socialization happening where you didn't feel like it was out of control or people were being disrespectful or being like, F the rules, I can do what I want. Right, people but aren't just, out there, right? People yeah. are wearing masks, people are right. trying to be careful. Well, and I think too, it's like, to your point, like we're going to have to open back up in some capacities eventually. Right. And so, you know, I think I know that we're both speaking from a place of not being high risk and not living with other people who are high risk, but the lockdown and whatever you want to call it, social distancing, stay at home, safer at home, shelter in place. Like the goal of that was never supposed to be to keep everyone from getting it ever. Mm-hmm. It was supposed right. to be to spread it out so that we didn't overwhelm the system. Right. And in Colorado, that was successful. We did not overwhelm our hospital system. Right. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. And, you know, now speaking from somebody who is married to someone who works on a COVID floor, you know, there's, there is more, there are more supplies. There's a, a better feeling of like, okay, we, we can handle this a little bit better. Like we know what to do. When someone comes in, it's not this huge unknown of like, what does this look like? What does the average COVID patient look like? Because honestly, the average COVID patient who becomes hospitalized doesn't necessarily end up on a ventilator. Mm -hmm. And we're very lucky that our area and our state, for whatever reason, you know, for a lot of different reasons, didn't get hit that hard in that very first initial wave in the same way that other communities did, like in New York. And I know like the Navajo Nation right now is having a really difficult time to getting supplies and, you know, their infection rate is super, super high. And we're really lucky that we did not experience that. And so it's kind of feeling like, okay, you know what, like now is the time to safely kind of start poking our heads out of the cave. Mm-hmm. And it feels, I'm sure one day I will take it for granted again, but like, it feels like I'm never going to take for granted again. So I'm having a way to refill my water. I know. I think about that too, where I'm like, I don't want to ever take it for granted, but yeah. we're going to go back to our routines. And I, I always think about, I was at Costco yesterday and I'm thinking because we have gone so far to protect ourselves from getting this virus where we have sneeze guards and you have the six foot distancing and you have everyone wearing masks inside. Are they just going to continue those measures for like the next year? Mm -hmm. Because I think about it too of, well, you know, during flu season, by the time we're kind of rolling around again, flu season is going to be coming up. Perhaps they're going to keep doing that. And I feel like now that I'm so used to, for example, Costco is an example where it's very structured. Mm -hmm. I mean, most grocery stores are this way where they have these sanitized carts. I mean, Target's this way too. But Target's, I think, a little more lenient. Costco's very like, you have to do six feet. They only allow a certain amount of people in at a time, which they are also kind of 
stepping back from that where I think they're letting in more people at a time, but you still have to wear masks. You have to do six foot distancing for people that aren't in the U S or don't have Costco. Costco is just like a big warehouse grocery store where you can buy everything in bulk and save money. So I think like those measures where I feel like I'm really used to going in and standing really far away from the belt and I'm not loading my groceries until the person in front of me is done and I'm not handing them my credit card. I just show it to the, in front of the, the sneeze guard and they scan it. Like those, those disconnects I'm so used to now. And I wonder if that's just going to continue for a while. Right. And I almost feel better about it because I'm like, well, I guess if we're going to have to do that for a while, I'm okay with, with that. But I think just, I don't want to, I also don't want to take for granted, like missing sitting down at a restaurant with my friends mm-hmm. and having a waiter just like sit there and shoot the shit with you even. Whereas I don't know if we're going to be able to have that luxury of being able to be like, hey, we're sitting next to a table and we meet some random strangers because they're sitting right. Right next to us. And now we're going to be really distanced. And so I think like it's half and half where part of me feels like I want people to feel protected in their jobs and the grocery store workers and the bankers and the, oh yeah you know, totally you know but but I also feel like I I'm so excited too to just have that connection I think that's what we're all missing is that connection that physical connection with people like Zoom hangouts aren't really my jam anymore I'm kind of it's fine I do Facetime with my family every weekend but like I've stopped kind of doing the social Zoom happy hours because I'm like I just want to see people yeah I mean I just like think about when you said like I don't want it to <laughs> never want to take it for granted yeah like, I don't, I don't want to feel like I don't want to get to a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm like, I don't right. think I'm ever going to forget this time. Well, and like I was talking to Brandon about that when we were on our hike because I've lived in Boulder County almost my entire life. I mean, except for a few tiny exceptions that were less than a year each. Yeah. And so I have had like I think I've been thinking about it in terms of like the way that I feel about outdoor access where I've had periods in my life where I didn't have it and I really, really missed it when I didn't have it. And then as soon as I came back, I was like, I'm never going to take this for granted again. And now I'm back to taking it for granted. But I think it's more that like, it's almost like a meta amount of taking for granted. Like I don't take for granted that I take it for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm aware that I take it for granted and I appreciate the fact that I have it so that I could take it for granted. Right. But like that doesn't. super meta. Right. I know. Could could you tell I had a brain pause? Yeah. You were like blank, blank. two. (laughs) Three. Got it. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like that, I don't know. I just think, I think about that too. Like, I, I think that in a way, like I want to get back to a place where I'm not thinking about it all the time and I want it to feel normal, but I want to be able to, like, I don't want every single thing to be like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't like the water thing. I mean, and again, we're, ta- we're also talking about, this is my twin brother who, so it was very weird as it was to like have him refill my water glass because like he is not that type of person. <laughs> I mean, he is because he's a waiter and he's like, right. But I've never like been waited on by him. It was very weird. So there was that level of it too. But like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life being like, he, oh my gosh, he just refilled my water glass. But I do want to have at least the perspective, you know, this is, wow, it was so nice to be able to go out to dinner and not have to worry about things. Mm-hmm. Do you have people in your life that are, and you don't have to name names, but I certainly have some people in my life that, and they're not close, close friends or more acquaintances that I'll either see on Facebook or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not going to go too far into that, but who truly are like, this is America. <laughs> I can do what I want. I'm going to travel. I mean, getting to that point of like, I think people are exhausted of mm-hmm. the quarantine 
and they're kind of throwing, I don't know, like throwing in the towel, but in a way that feels irresponsible. I don't personally, I maybe have like one or, I definitely have some people who I'm like Facebook friends with who are like, in my opinion, borderline on the conspiracy theory train. Mm. And there are definitely a few who are not borderline on it, who are just on it, you know, who are like Bill Gates caused COVID. Um <laughs> Please drink Clorox. <laughs> right. I mean, those are those are two separate camps, actually. The Clorox very drinking camp separate. and the Bill Gates camp. Don't, yeah, don't, there's not a very big... I'm, I'm bordering on offending people, so I'm just going to shut my mouth. I know. So, you know, I think, and I, I'm wondering if anyone's going to listen to this and be like, Bill Gates did cause COVID. And it reminds me of the time that I went on a blind date in college and... Um, oh, I think I remember you telling me this Yes. Story. And <laughs> the guy, and I was sitting there talking to this guy and he was like asking about my classes and I was like oh I have this like crazy math class where my professor is a total conspiracy theorist like he made us watch killing like who killed the electric car and he like thinks the CIA caused 9-11 and he like looked at me completely dead serious and he was like the CIA did cause 9-11 I was like oh okay we're ending this date now <laughs> this date is not gonna recover from this um, <laughs> but you know like so I definitely oh see God. some people you know people who are either I see a lot of people heavily questioning the information and the statistics that we're getting from the CDC which mm -hmm. I think is reasonable to always ask like just to always ask yourself does this make sense and then if you truly feel like this doesn't make sense then to look into it a little bit more and that's as far as I'm going to go with that because it is personal I think to just to like kind of feel whether or not you trust certain sources. Sure, which is fine. Yeah. And I think get do your research, get your get as much information from all sides. Right. That's what I would also recommend is don't do the confirmation bias where you find sources of information that confirm what you believe. Find sources of information that are from different sources. Like if you love CNN well, maybe read some Fox News, too. And if you love Fox News, maybe read some CNN. Right, maybe go to NPR every once in a while. Yeah. And I think that that is what it is. Is like the people who I do, who I know, who I, who I've started, like I, I have unfollowed a couple of people because it felt like very much confirmation bias where I'm like, okay, listen, like I get that you have this opinion. I get you feel this way, but like I can't, it's not helpful for me or it doesn't feel healthy for me to constantly see this coming from you and nothing else. Mm -hmm. And I feel mm -hmm. that way about any of this COVID stuff. Like I don't want to hear about it constantly as yeah. we sit here and talk about it for 30 minutes. Right, I know. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it constantly. I don't know how we took it. I don't want to hear about it constantly. I just want to talk I know, about it constantly. We're, so, we're just going to stop saying that we're not um, talking about COVID because every time Claire and I text about it, we're recording, we're like, let's just keep the COVID. Duck. I'm like, okay. And then we obviously just kind of go to that to go to that because that's our lives right now. It's everyone's lives right now. So how can right. it not affect us? But, but yeah, I so just, we were talking about see. the restaurant thing and about like yeah. being able to carry our talisman of the mozza dinner with oh, us. Oh, so good. <laughs> Maybe we do need to reach out to Nancy Silverton and say, I mean, like, please? you're an experience at your restaurant has has been the beacon of light that I needed to survive. Yeah. We have survived because of the quarantine, because the of the bread your, that we yeah. ate. And, and the waiter. I and want waiter? to just, I, I want to know how he's doing. Is he okay? Is he making money? Ugh. Anyway, but yeah, okay. I was just thinking about that too of just the people that I've had to. It's that whole phenomenon of when you. Like, just don't engage on social media. Like, don't engage on... There's been times, obviously, where I want to just lash and do a comment and say, I can't believe you posted this or whatever the case may right. be. Like, that just isn't going to do anything. 
arguments on social media are never going to accomplish anything. It's just going to waste my time. And so I just yeah. have to bite my tongue and be like, well, oh, I'm moving on. Okay. I always think of that. that. I always think of, I feel like it was either like, it was some celebrity and my brain wants to say Jim Carrey, but I have, I have no confirmation that it was actually him. Some celebrity at one point is quoted as saying, if you have a problem with my choices, then text me. If you don't have my number, then you don't know me well enough to have a problem with my choices. <laughs> That's great. And it's like, I like, yeah, that, that's great. And I feel like. That kind of reminds me of Brene's square squad. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, and I think that that's true. It's like, if, if you were to post something ridiculous, I think I would text you and be like, Hey, saw you were posting conspiracy theories. Like you okay? (laughs) You know, (laughs) you might want to check in with that person. Right. If you're close with them. them. Yeah. Um, Maybe they've been hacked. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they've been hacked. I want to also read a quick email, just shifting gears for a sec, um, because it's almost like an old topic, but I feel like it's something that people are still, I still see it. So I want to just address it really quick because I mostly want to pimp our friend, the sassy dietitian, Laura Ligos. I know, I love her. So she writes, hi guys, I'm an avid listener of your podcast, have been for years. You two got me through my last maternity leave and were my friends since I was a 40 year old mom to twins. I didn't have many friends who were on maternity leave with me. Ah, that's amazing. Yay, twins. You two provided me with what little sanity I had during that time. Amen, sister. So since I trust your ideas and opinions, I am wondering if you can help to guide me. I know that your podcast content has changed, but I'm hoping that you can still help. I'm going through some hormonal hormonal issues, which has led me to gain 15 pounds since January. I'm currently weighing just nine pounds less than I did the day before I gave birth to my twins. The weight just keeps piling on, even though I eat quite healthy and move my body. I'm looking to sign up with a nutrition coach program. I have heard you speak of both WAG and Black Iron Nutrition. Out of the two, which would you recommend? I've been Googling them both for a while now, along with RP, which is Renaissance Periodization, I think it is, but I'm not sure which to go with. Thanks in advance, and thanks for sharing your voices, Michelle. I'm going to say, don't do any of those. Do yes. <laughs> go with a dietitian, and I will... People will get mad at me and that's fine, but I am always going to say go with someone who has the education to coach you on nutrition. And by education, I mean, I'm going to say a dietitian, someone who's, and especially with your requests, because that's you the thing. just had a and baby, you just had yeah. two babies and you, you're saying you have hormonal issues and I don't think you're going to get the personalized attention and really get to the catered, detailed knowledge that I think is required with your situation in a good way. I mean, I want you to have the attention that you deserve. And I Mm -hmm. don't think any of those other programs give that. And I'm just, people can get mad at me. And I'm always going to just preach people who have more education than they do just a certificate from the internet. I think that that's really the key is that based on what she's asking, like if you were saying, hey, being on quarantine has made me really antsy. I feel like I'm not eating enough during the day. What type of I'm macro program? Say just follow the follow the sassy dietitian. Just right follow and her right and I think I, it's like <laughs> I if, don't think you need to pay for these programs. No, but well, okay, so I, yeah, I think. Yeah, the hormone component. What and I? It was unclear the time frame that which she had twins. Even if you're that was five years ago, right? You still have young twins. Like your life is obviously right. a little bit crazy. Everything is a little bit crazy right now. But if if it's unexplained weight loss or weight gain, unexplained weight gain that you feel like you can't put your finger on, you 
definitely, in my, in our opinion, should work with someone with a, a scope of practice who mm-hmm. can guide you to get the blood tests that you need and, you know, who can guide you to maybe do some other types of tests, um, you know, whether those are like the P tests or your fecal tests or whatever, to really get the full scope and help. And then once you get those results, can help you break them down. And yeah, Laura Lagos can help you with that kind of stuff. Or And if not, she can recommend someone else who can if she feels like your issues are a little bit too specific for, you know, her her background. My worry about just doing like a wag, which again, I I also, and we can go back about this, we will go back and forth about this forever, which is that I don't feel as strongly that there's never a time and place to just purely count your numbers. Mm-hmm. I feel like that can serve a purpose in certain situations for sure. But I think that if you were to try that now, you would be putting a Band-Aid on a potentially larger problem. It's never a bad idea, especially after you've had kids to reestablish your hormonal baseline and your blood level baseline and figure out because going through any type of big hormonal swing like you do with a pregnancy can cause a lot. You know, your metabolism can go crazy. Your digestion can go crazy. Some people develop food sensitivities or even full-blown food allergies that they never had before during or after a pregnancy. There's just so many things that are changed. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Don't, yep. I mean, RP, you know, like get, downloading a, a spreadsheet off the internet for a hundred bucks is not going to help what you need help to help. No. I just think it's, I don't know. I'm not going to go that rabbit hole. I just, I feel like it lacks any of those programs lack really teaching you to just rely on what your body needs. I just, mm-hmm. there's time. Yeah, I guess there's a time and place. I still don't feel a hundred percent confident in that, but I, I do feel like if you have zero idea, it gives you a good guideline. And even Laura Ligos will say, there's a time and place for counting macros. There's yeah. time and place for counting macros. And she's always like, it depends. Her, her yeah. standard answer for any question for any person is it depends. Mm-hmm. And any, there's, there's an answer and a, and a right answer for every person, but not every person is going to have the same answers. So I just think it gets into tricky territory when you're going to a program that kind of caters to masses and gives like really uh, the same answer for all these people. And by that, I just mean templates <laughs> is not the greatest tool. I, I prefer to have something that's a little more flexible and catered to you as a human. And I think. I've worked and to keep you to, to keep just completely advertising for Laura. Mm-hmm. I've worked with her in the past on like a monthly like a monthly program where we had weekly check-ins and she is the same price as a wag would be. I think even a little bit more affordable. So, you know, don't automatically assume that working with a dietitian like a or dietitian. Yeah, yeah, is going to be more expensive because those on those like like wag and that sounds expensive. They're so expensive. They're so expensive. And you have a coach that, anyway, I don't want to start. I know, you, nothing, but yeah, okay. you, are, uh, you have some okay. opinions. So speaking of food, though, you're going to be proud of me because I, you know, my hesitation. Oh, I saw your thing that you were started using. Yeah, I started using HelloFresh, Hello Fresh, which Hello they do Fresh. not sponsor us, by the way. So there's no like discount code or ad here. There's nothing behind the reason why I chose HelloFresh other than I just went on an app and kind of read some reviews and then looked at the recipes and was like, I'm just going to try this. And so I tried HelloFresh last week for the first time. I'm probably it was great. I I had a really positive experience. Um, the box has pretty minimal packaging, but at the same time, I didn't feel good 
getting it weekly once I got mm. the first package. I was like, ooh, this feels too wasteful package-wise. However, the actual meals and the meal preps, and I feel like you you use all of the food that they send you so you're not wasting totally, anything, yes, is so great. Mm-hmm. And I love that everything's all in one bag. It literally comes like three lunch sacks. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, you know, well, for me, I ordered three meals for the week and they come in like these really cute little lunch sacks where you just pull out the sack and everything in there is for the meal for that night. And it was really delicious. And then you have leftovers. And then I just feel like that was a really good gateway for me to be like, okay, recipes aren't scary. The thing that I always joke about with recipes is it just feels very restrictive. And I I don't like grocery shopping. So when I grocery shop, I just want to have the freedom to be like, that looks good. I'll have this. Oh, purple potatoes on sale this week. That looks good. I don't know what I'm going to make with it, but it just looks good. And so the thought of like going to buy only a certain list of things. Oh, it just drives me crazy. That's so funny because I'm the opposite. If I I just like. I get through. I don't know why. And I talked to Laura about this too. Laura Ligos. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Laura Ligos is our um, unofficial sponsor. (laughs) The sassy dietitian. But uh, I was talking to her last week and she's like, I think it's because recipes do scare you, I think it was. I I can't remember what she said because we're having a conversation about this, but she's like, I think it's just because you don't like to do recipes and that's why you don't like grocery shopping for them. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a good point. But um, for whatever reason, I don't, I'm not going to psychoanalyze myself around it other than just to say HelloFresh was really easy. I'll probably do it, I'd say like once a month just because I feel Mm -hmm. like it also gave me some ideas and just a better, to wrap my head around how to cook things, how yeah. to combine things, and then just kind of get creative. And I also asked Laura to do a, a tutorial on her website or on her YouTube She started channel. in a new YouTube, yeah. Um, I was like, you should do something about roasting vegetables because I don't always love, like I'll roast vegetables all the time, but I always, I never really love how they come out. She's like, oh, that's interesting. She's like, yeah, there's definitely a rhyme and reason and tips and tricks that will give you good roasted vegetables. So she's going to do that for me. <laughs> so funny. Um yeah, we had we got HelloFresh and then what was the other one? Green plate or chef plate, some other. Yeah. And chef, Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Yeah. Yeah. We got, um, when Miles was born, actually, we had a couple of people send us like gift certificates for those, which by the way, is a great gift for anybody going through like a pregnancy or, you know, any like right now, especially when you can't go over to people, like if they have life changes or life events or Thing, difficult things going on or just whatever sending them something like that is so helpful because they actually if you just send them a gift card they can go online and pick which meals they want we even had one of my friends who's a vegan sent us the vegan one like the carrot whatever one and even that was really good even though we don't mm-hmm. care about you know vegan meals like it was all still really it was like a like quinoa falafel and like it was really good and yeah I always was I, I had the same experience where I was like this feels like kind of a lot of packaging but I get there's not a really a better way to do it. And it just felt so like cute and convenient. And like you were opening like a little gift box for yourself that was full of all your food. Yeah. It felt like a fab fit fun box, but like it full of totally dinner. It felt like that. And these like tiny little portions, like mm-hmm. one of my recipes had this apricot jam in it. And it oh, came cute. in these, the tiniest little pot of jam. It was so cute. It was that like was an cute. elf jam. Anyway, so that was a good experience. I feel, I felt so proud of myself. I know that sounds so silly, but I was like, look at me making a meal. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> you say that too about just like, like assembling things together. Right, just randomly. I, right. It's so funny because I, if I go to the store 
I have to not, I have to like meal plan before I go to the store because if I just go to the store with like no concept of what I'm going to eat that week, I just come home with like five pounds of strawberries and like some chicken thighs and then I walk in and Brandon's like, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, right, <laughs> meals. Like I need a rhyme and reason. If I if I just walk around, like if I was like, oh, purple potato, like I do a, a hybrid where, you know, it's like, oh, purple potatoes are on sale. Great. Well, I was going to buy, you know, Brussels sprouts, but I guess for that night we'll have purple potatoes instead or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I really, I have like, we sit down and it's a little bit different when we're feeding as many people as we are, but to sit down and say, okay, we're going to do this this night. And also right now when you we're only going to the store, you know, trying to only go once a week at the most. If I was able to like pop over to the store every night, that would be different. But Mm -hmm. I also, I don't like doing that anyway, even if we weren't on social distancing because I just don't have time. But um, I'm really excited. We're trying this new recipe this week from the Half-Baked Harvest Cookbook, which if you guys... You love that one. I love that one. I love both of her cookbooks and I love her blog. And the thing I love about it is that (laughs) I only bought like paleo cookbooks for so long. And to be honest, those are typically still the ones that I go back to because as a family, we don't eat that much like processed foods at all. And that's another reason that I love cooking is because I don't, I like not eating processed foods, but like I like making stuff from scratch. But the point of this is that I still turn to my paleo cookbooks quite a lot because they tend to be the heaviest in non-processed ingredients, like or rather they are very, very light in any type of processed ingredient. Sure. And Half-Baked Harvest is not a paleo. <laughs> like she's who I go to if I'm like, I want to make like chicken pot pie tonight. Yes. Or like, I want to make, we made these um, oatmeal snickerdoodle cookie bears. Bears? Those looked so cute. They were so cute. They looked like, so good. They, it was, it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Too. It was just an oatmeal cookie that was like rolled in cinnamon Shaped sugar. into a bear. And then like you just make these little balls and then you just shove them together into like a little teddy bear and then put them in the oven and the, the cookie sort of just like meld together. Oh, so and it was so like, so that's who I go to for those types of recipes. But she has this recipe that we're trying this week that's in her cookbook that I'm so excited about. And it's um, it's in her first cookbook. If you are if you hear this and you're like, oh my God, I need that. And it is a roasted chicken, but you start out by rubbing the outside of the chicken with mascarpone cheese that has been in, like that you've put a bunch of herbs into. So mascarpone cheese is like a similar flavor to cream cheese, but a little less sharp. And it's fluffier. It's more like of a whipped consistency. Mm-hmm. It's like what you put in tiramisu. Mm-hmm. It's like what's on top. It's almost like a mix between. It's like kind of almost like a whipped cream. So if you guys are like, what the hell are you talking about? That's what it is. And I'm so excited to smother the outside of a chicken in that cheese before I cook it. I just really can't imagine I mean, anything better. You're a big fan of cheese. So I imagine that. And chicken. Just, I love a good yeah. whole roasted chicken. Like that's probably mm-hmm. my like one of my favorite go-tos because like the last time we were on the podcast or a couple weeks ago when Brandon brought me a plate of like crispy chicken skin. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I love it. Um, we also have last night we made hobo dinners where we, we did a, um, can't we have like a little fire pit in our backyard and Brandon's mom got us this fire pit years ago. And at the time when she got it for us, it was like, Carolyn, this is such like a sweet gift, but like we have these small children and this is just a bowl of fire. <laughs> like, Right at their eye level. <laughs> right. You might as well get us like a fake kids' PlayStation kitchen with Right. Knives. Just buy us like a blowtorch. 
like this is so not practical for our phase of life because like it truly is just right at the at the height where like a baby right. would use it's it to pull it up and it's just fire yeah. So we've had it for years and we've never really gotten in the groove of using it because of that fact. And But this summer feels like the first time like Evie typically goes to bed. Like we feed Evie dinner kind of while I'm making dinner for everyone else. And so and then she goes to bed like right as we're starting to eat dinner. And so it makes it so that like she's in bed before we really get the fire going. And Miles is old enough now to understand the rules around it. And so we made hobo dinners, which is like where you take a piece of tinfoil and you fill it with like all your veggies and your meat and like a little bit of oil and your spices and then you close the tinfoil up up really tight and then you put it on on a grate over the fire and then that like Mm -hmm. cooks it and then you just eat it out of this little tinfoil packet and it feels so fun it was like like a fun little camping in the backyard. yeah exactly it was really fun did you ever camp in the backyard as a kid no i camped in the woods we camped in the backyard well i mean like we go (laughs) camping but sometimes it'd be super fun to be like mom can you sleep in the backyard tonight and we had a trampoline and so oh, I was about to say the trampoline camping is like being on the trampoline was mm-hmm. so fun. So we'd go sleep on the trampoline as kids, but this was Arizona. So we would wake up and the sun would be beating down. Right. And it's already like, it's 90, like 90 degrees at degrees seven in the morning, at 8 a.m. Yeah. And so we're like waking up drenched in sweat, like burning on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, great. we I don't I feel like I'm sure that I did, but I don't have like any real specific memories of sleeping outside. Um, but we did go camping a lot. And I remember, though, I have a friend who used to go to Lake Powell every year with her family. And she would always talk about, like, you wake up at 5 in the morning because it's so freaking oh. hot. And then you just sort of, like, you wake up and you oh. just sort of, like, roll off the side of the boat and land in the water. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to be in the water for the rest of the day now. That's totally – that's probably why I'm such an early riser because in mm-hmm. college when I wanted to go hike Camelback – you had to get up at like four in the morning. I had to get up so early because if you if you were not down the mountain by 7.30 a.m., you were done. It's just, it's an oven. All right. Any other happy news while we're on the happy train? I've been listening to the happiness podcast, which, or sorry, the happiness lab, which is really, really good. And then if you don't follow some good news with John. Know, so good. Krasinski. Krasinski. Um, it's just like the daily dose of happiness that it we really need. Is. I was listening to Lori Santos, who does the Happiness Lab on Dak Shepard's podcast, The Armchair Expert. And she had a comment that really stuck with me where she's like, yeah, happiness is not something you just you're done with. You have to really fill it up every day. You have to do something every day to put it in to kind of fill up your happiness bank. Mm-hmm. And so that just got me thinking of like, yeah, I really need to pay attention to that because Especially during this time, I find myself just kind of getting more blues than normal, especially during this time of year when I'm, this is normally like normally like my peak happy season to just do things that make you happy, which is do something for other people, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And self-care is kind of a cliche thing now, but it truly means like do what you need to do to fill yourself up, whatever that is. Um, you yeah, know, I sit in a freaking bubble bath every single day, but just right. like... If it, if it just means like... But if you want to, then to do fa- it. <laughs> right. If Listen to your favorite podcast or listen to a book or read a book. Take five minutes if you need to and just like hide in the bathroom. But I think the biggest thing is just that gratitude list um, and doing things for other people. And she has this really cool study that basically said, if given the choice or no, there was a study that was done where they had people forced to spend money on themselves versus forced to spend money on other people. And the people who were forced to spend money on other people were happier than being forced to spend it on yourself. So it's like that whole thing of if you do something for someone else, doing things for other people is something to put on your list to do every day. And I'm not saying like you have to go volunteer 
somewhere for 10 hours, but just doing something for someone else can make mm-hmm. you happier. It impacts your I, I was listening to an NPR little thing when I was driving the other day that was talking about like strategies for kids who are feeling stressed out. Mm-hmm. And I thought like this applies to everyone. And that was one of the things was like doing something for other people. Even if that's just like decorating your neighborhood with chalk Right. In the mindset that like you're doing this so that other people are going to see it. Totally. It doesn't have to be this like crazy profound project. It can just be, oh, we're, you know, making some art that we're going to hang up in our window so that other people see it. Right. I love that. Everyone in our neighborhood, (laughs) and I don't know where this came from. I think I've mentioned it before, but you put a teddy bear in your window. So when kids are walking around the neighborhood, they can like look for teddy bears. I think that's just adorable. I've seen tons of uh, chalk art in our neighborhood as well. And I love that. When I go on walks at work, we have a really cool bike path nearby. And so there's people that'll be like, thank you, healthcare workers. Or, oh, thank cute. You. It's just really, really cute. And so I think little things like that just go a really long way. And just, you know, saying thank you. Or people will paint something on their car. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that. So little things make a big difference. Yeah. The other big thing that they were talking about was touch. Mm. And that that's like the number one way to release more oxytocin, which is, you know, the number one hormone that like disrupts stress. And again, I was talking about for kids, but just like to really, really be conscious and making sure that you're making an effort to get more touch because you're not getting it from as many like varying sources as you typically would be. And so really being conscious about even like self-massage can sometimes, you know, if you just want to sit there, like being intentional, if you live with someone, even if you live with like a roommate, you know, can you... I'm sorry, I just started laughing because like, hey, can you give me a massage? <laughs> I'm just hey, no, no, no. I was gonna no, I'm say totally like, kidding. yeah, I'm kidding, but it's like, I mean, like, you guys hey, know Rumi. me. Like, hey, Rumi. I am not. I am like strictly, like, keep me at the exact level of qu- touch quota and no more. Right. But like, yeah, even if you have a roommate, like, you know, can you? I don't know. You know how like walk on their back or something that's you know not sensual. <laughs> sensual (laughs) that's not creepy it's not creepy touch you know but like there's and you know if like can you even just do stuff for like can you get yourself a back scratcher like can you get yourself like a foam roller like all those types of things are really you know it was just interesting to me when I was listening to this little segment that like how basic these things were where it was like we're not realizing that we're not having these opportunities day to day to like you know hug a friend or you know hold the door open for someone and those little things are actually a huge part of how we regulate and how we kind of interact with the world and feel like we're part of something and we're not getting that and so how else can you really be intentional about bringing that back into your life in small ways yeah no that's such a good point such a good point um wrapping up i just had to laugh when we were talking about something sensual because i brought to mind this show that I started watching on Hulu and I want to see if other people have I know it's a book so I believe it started out as a book started out uh, it is a book it's called Normal People and it's on Hulu and if anyone out there has watched Normal People I'm two episodes in it's basically about a, a story about these two high school kids that are kind of from the opposite sides of the tracks basically they're one is very rich and one is a jock and she's kind of like this rich outcast that nobody likes and the jock's mom cleans her house and then they kind of have this like love affair that's forbidden because they are from two mm-hmm. not only are they from two like money classes different but they're from socioeconomic two socioeconomic classes but they're also different popularity races. in high school 
So and aren't they like, different races? No, that's it's a. Oh, I'm thinking of a different show. One. Yeah, not this one. And so it's. I'm two episodes in. I like it so far, but I'm also like, I feel like I'm just watching them make out and have sex for like, that's all they're doing. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I know everyone is raving about the show. So I'll stick with it because I'm sure there's more to it down the road. And the actors are great, but it just feels a little like, okay, uh, like I'm all for that. But at the same time, like, I, okay. You're like, okay, let's like, I, let's move I, I on with the story. It. I get that you guys make out and have sex all the time and that you're not supposed to be doing this because no one would approve of your relationship. But if anyone out there has watched Normal People, does it get better or am I just going to continue to watch? <laughs> it feels like I'm watching an episode of Grey. What is it? What was that show? Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I feel like I'm just watching episodes of Fifty Shades of Grey. That's so Except funny. they're in high school. Which also right, feels crazy. Which is weirder. <laughs> makes it worse. 100% makes it worse. I feel a little weird watching these kids have sex. Yeah, but... 100%. <laughs> I know they're in, act, in real life. They're of age. <laughs> but also... Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be literally illegal. Just kind of weirded out by it yeah. also speaking let's just like go completely full circle when you said this the word sensual sure. there if you see that meme which i love it's like i can't i i will never stop thinking about the time that the one backstreet boys asked his friend am i sexual and his friends all went yeah <laughs> So good. Uh, that all right. Is so creepy, though. Really yeah. Is. When you think, when you break it down like that, you're like, you're right. That was a weird interaction. Most probably. Wouldn't. Oh, and then the latest post that I did on stories was about Lacey Chabert, and people did not know that she was in Party of Five, and I was very shocked by that. Oh. Like, Which is Gretchen Wieners Gretchen for Wieners. you guys yeah. who don't know her well, real name. I can't bl- I mean, not. I know. I know. Party of Five was you know, in the nineties way before a lot mm-hmm. of people even were watching television. <laughs> like That show was so, so great. And then little Lacey, she was so good in that show. Yeah. It's Gretchen Wieners and yeah. she's been acting. I looked at her IMDB. That girl's acting up a storm. She's in a lot of like Hallmark movies and like cheesy little movies, but heck she's just doing Girl's it. Girl's got to eat, you know? Which, yeah. by the way, still, I'm still a little bit bitter that um, Aaron Samuels did not want to be on our show because he thought so bitter. Because like, he thought he we called him a one-hit wonder. He owns it. He owns right. It. It's like He's don't come one- out with a cookbook called the Burn Book yeah. and then get mad at people for saying that you're milking your yeah. time on Mean Girls. Yeah. So whatever. Whatever. You just you just keep doing you. A little bitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm bitter that Mean Girls the musical got canceled. But so again, bitter about that. I get it. But at the same time, not I bitter. Have, just I get mad heartbroken. And then I'm like, okay, and then I also don't want people to get sick. I understand. Right. I, I get it. I get it. Just a bummer. I was like, oh, I know. So excited, but no, not was not meant to be. Not meant to be. All right, guys. What? What? <laughs> I just had a thought. Like maybe that means we're going to be coming to New York at some time and seeing it on ah. Broadway. Maybe yeah. the universe is giving us a better gift. Uh. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> okay, great. Something is better out there for us. All right. Well, I hope you. I hope everybody enjoyed the somewhat happy news. Like we got, we gave some good news, some happy news. Um, yeah. We process some COVID, but that's fine. Just that's gets, fine. Just We're all gets, processing it all the time. Gets us to a better place. Hope you guys have a great day, a great week. We'll talk to you next time.
Like we do it, like we do it. We got the right stuff. So. 